0: Welcome, travelers. We're aware that your journey was difficult, but prepare to have your questions answered, for you have been granted an audience with the Masters of Moth.
1: And welcome back to Masters Modern. I am your host Alex Kessler here with my co-host Ben Bateman. What's
2: up, everybody? Hot off the heels of our conversation from the episode that we recorded yesterday, that you may hear next week or this week. You heard it last week.
1: This comes out next week. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't want to do too uh, non fully modern focus because, like, last week we did, or two weeks ago we did the episode where uh, we talked about um, tutors, the history of tutors. No, the week before that was uh, we did uh, the magic movie oh, casting. Yeah, yeah. casting. And so this is a little bit more in the speculative magic story-based side. So oh, I don't want to do that I, two weeks I, in a I row. I beg
2: to differ because I would not have signed off on that if it was just entirely that. This is definitely a conversation that references modern. There's, there's interest here for a totally. modern Totally But
1: it's not as, as modern-focused as, say, the top tutors yes. in modern. So 100%. I'm going to...
2: Which, by the way, I realize we forgot a very important one, which was Word of Invention.
1: I don't remember what that is. It's the new one. Oh, the new one. It's the improvised. I don't know how important. I mean, we should have talked about it. I don't. It's a pretty relevant
2: tutor, considering some of the tutors we talked about. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You're right. (laughs) Totally true. (laughs) Oh, well, actually, a better and more... Even more important one in the same family. We, yeah. we should have talked about that. Not that we shouldn't talk about that one, but is the land that also is a tutor. You can sack All it. All the transmute If lands? you have Metalcraft, you can sack it and find... Oh, yeah. uh, Spire of Industry? Yes. No, no, not Spire of Industry. Uh, Inventor's Fair. Inventor's yeah. Fair? Like That's yeah. a really relevant one. Oh, and more no, relevant than like probably 90% of what we talked about. And another about. <laughs> one we forgot to
2: mention was Congregation at Dawn, which is an interesting one. That's one where you stack the top of your yeah. deck with legendary creatures? No, oh, it's with three creatures. creatures. Just three creatures. Okay. It's green, green, white, I think. Instant. Yeah. But it's it, instant- has, it has
1: like them shaking hands.
2: Yeah, it's actually a pretty interesting card. It's surprising that card has never seen more play.
1: Um, anyway, that was last week's episode. <laughs> yeah, so this <laughs> week, uh, we—if you haven't noticed—we have Marshall James. Hey, everyone. Uh, so you might uh, recognize from the uh, Modern Masters block draft. Uh, you, you, which drafted. was really dope. Yeah, That's for really so inviting me to be on that. What, what that did was, you What did you draft?
3: I ended up drafting a uh, uh, black blue like spells like okay. Just I had a ton of removal and then just a few like. Oh, yeah, you flyers. were like kind
1: of blue white flyers, kind of blue black. I, I I'd
3: started in blue. I ended up in Esper, essentially like Esper, but it was mostly just a little splash of white by the end uh, to play like Tower Gargoyle and uh, something
2: else. I just okay. ended up in Summoning Trap Kozalek.
1: Yeah, and fun fact, and kind of relevant to today's episode, Marshall was also on this podcast before Ben was uh, in the second episode we ever did back in the Glenn Jones days when we reviewed Cons of Tarkir for Modern, Uh, and we did a Norn Soul Sisters as the the deck tech, which I think is the only modern deck you've ever.
3: Uh, It's the only modern deck that I still have together. I keep like you know like I've I've played. I've played so many decks which are now illegal in, in modern, but like I was an early adopter of Birthing Pod. Like I remember that card came out, and I was immediately like, this card's only a dollar. Why? This card seems
2: great. Card was sick from day one. I, I was I, all about Malera pod
1: I like was looking through, and this is once again not modern related, but commander decks recently, and I was like, oh, just every commander deck sh- that has green should run Birthing Pod. This card is absolutely not everyone i guess if you have no creatures in your deck but it's yeah. it's bonkers that card's nuts <laughs> yeah, it's really really good uh but yeah so today we're talking about we're we're speculating on the future maybe a little bit of a future site kind of thing going on Ooh. which ben is excited yeah, about
2: returned you can't dangle that carrot it's not really <laughs> what we're talking about we're talking about returning to returning to blocks returning to sets returning to planes and
1: and, uh, and so we're going to go through kind of the main sets uh of magic and and the ones that we are likely to return to. And we'll probably, you know, we'll wait the ones that we haven't returned to. Or, you know, uh, Endor, Skarsomir, and Return of Ravnica. Which are sets that we haven't returned to in a long time. A little higher than we're going to rate the Shadows of Reynistrad. Or the Zendikars. Or the Kaladeshes, Or the Amakets. Because we're still there. Um, or just recently there. So, but we're going to go through each of the different kind of major sets. And talk about what it means. What, what we think will happen when it returns. What we are expecting. What we're excited for. What we hope happens. What we hope doesn't happen. Um, what cool mechanics we think they'll be relevant, any reprints, kind of the whole gambit. Um, A com-
3: combination wish list and speculation. So this is what's going to happen. Shot calls. This, this is how this is going to happen. A couple things.
2: A, we're going to do shout outs right now. And B... Uh, I'm gonna be the one asking questions to you guys because you understand the story and history, which means I can direct the conversation and you can fill in the answers. Well, but you
1: played in you know, like you played in these sets. No, no and you'll no. be like, oh, I really liked these. Like I'll, these are the I'll mechanics ch- I liked. I'll try. I in. want this one to show but up. If and we do it the like other way, way
2: around, you'll be like, blah blah blah. The character went back to this place and then he did this, and I'll just be sitting there like asking questions, which sure. is why I should be asking the questions in the first place because then it actually keeps the flow going. Okay. So otherwise, let's get into our shout shoutouts. Uh, Twitter.
1: Uh, we guys. are. I uh, we are collectively. At the MM cast. I am personally at Kess Wiley. You are personally
2: at Tom Cruise. Um, what? Did I say that? Yeah. No, I'm, no, I'm yeah, at so. Ben <laughs> at <David> Media.
3: <laughs> and uh, I'm at Do I Still Love It? Which is also the name of my pop culture podcast that Kessler has been on and Ben will be on in the not too distant future. Yeah, we'll be talking about
1: that. We talked about Power Rangers. I'm sad that movie wasn't better.
3: I, I didn't see the the remake. I heard that it was like worth it if you liked Power Rangers back in the day.
1: Yeah, it, it was fine. I mean, like, it. It is nowhere close to the worst movie I've seen this year, and fantastic.
2: It was much better than that. I yeah, know. yeah,
1: it was fine. Yeah. Uh, it w- it watching Riverdale, I'm disappointed that it's so much. Like it, yeah. it could have been like Riverdale meets Power Rangers because they like are trying to do that a little bit. It's a little bit CW, like. It's very small, Billy, If, it makes if me, I were to point it at a specific it, it, it show,
2: it makes me sad that people take for granted the fact that doing stuff like Riverdale is as easy. They're like, "Oh, it's just teen TV." It's like, but really, really good teen TV when it's like that. Oh, and it's it, so fist-pumpy! Is like actually not that hard. It's not that easy to achieve. You, doing it really well is like, oh, this well. There's a reason why Freaks school. and
3: Geeks is still enshrined all these years later. You know, like, yeah. like yeah. that was kind of like an original, like off-kilter. Teen. Yeah, like this is about teens, sort of. The OC, I love the show. It's like my favorite show. Uh, I've
1: watched every episode of Dawson's Creek. I've yep. watched the tail end of Gossip Girl. Oh, m- that show's great. Which is that like really good. It, it's crazy. Yeah, I, the, it's a genre of show that, and there are bad ones. Like I, I won't touch the One Tree Hills or the whatever is sure. that? I, the, the The Hills is that a show? Uh, the Hills was one. I believe. Yeah. Ooh. So like there, there's the the lower end, but when they're good, they're like, and they're completely guilty pleasures, but they're definitely sure. Magic Podcast talking about CWT dramas. So, yeah, tangent. So, Uh, we're on collected.com. That's where you can find our podcast. Make sure to check out our sister podcast, The Command Zone, and all the cool content they do. The Pro Tour just happened last week. We're probably not talking about it because it wasn't a modern Pro Tour because there's no longer modern Pro Tours. Uh, But um, Jerry T, though, who has been on the cast before, won the whole thing. The, The Masters of Modern. You know, we've had a An alum. We do pretty good at the predicting pros that get on the or we just get a lot of pros on yeah. for like what we do. Right. Big time. Yeah.
2: Uh last but not least, guys, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash the MMcast. It's how we stay in business, That's how we bought these mics. we we have to come up with a good remote recording setup because Kessler and I are on the road all the time now. No, we're
1: literally recording two days in a row, one of them at six in the morning, because uh we I'm I'm leaving again for another <laughs> ten yep. days. Ugh. Last week right, we're we're
3: dragging a little bit because we stayed up last night playing playing commander and then brainstorming for this podcast. Did
2: we record last week with you in Hong Kong and me in wherever I was just was North Carolina?
1: No, or no Boston. I, yeah, I think that's what yeah. we just did. Yeah, we did that. That yeah. was when we did the movie one and then your audio cuts out at the end and then I was like yep. stuck rambling by myself and then promised we'd do a brew episode this last week and we didn't because we didn't enough brews yeah so if you guys want us to do a brew episode please go to the patreon and submit brews and once we have three ones that we like we'll do them right now i think we have one so yeah we one need two we more have. brews that are approved use all cards and then we'll when, do our brew when episode we say that block. we
2: like what he means is they need to be a using new cards and b not being redundant of ones we've talked about before correct um so we need like we need <laughs> unique takes send me your bounty of the luxa decks yeah, yeah. card sweet Um,
3: I'm just building... Cycle Lance, but... (laughs) Oh, I mean, those are obviously good, but, like, Bounty Deluxe is, like, ooh, how do you, like... How awesome is this once it's going?
2: I'm just brewing with uh, Cynic Nyssa over and over again. So I'm just trying to come up with the best way to use Cynic at to cast Mirror Superior off the top of my deck.
1: Um, yep, so. guys, guys, <laughs> life from the loam, Cycle Lands. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really good. That's, Have I mentioned the Cycle Lands to you guys it's recently? So good. <laughs> All right, let's get started. All right, so first set, and this is the one that we like. This is where this kind of conversation started. So I think it's, or should we start with the small one? Let's start with a small I we one.
2: Should, well, this is, this is my opinion on the subject. So
1: go, go in order.
2: Well, no, because let's let's first let's let's just acknowledge the fact that effectively five times we've gone some, back somewhere. We've gone back to, uh, we've gone back to Mirrodin, We've gone back to Ravnica. We've gone back to Zendikar. We've gone back to Innistrad, and to some degree, Cold Snap was going back to Ice Age. That's the that's well to Dominaria. Yeah, I mean, so that's also where Time Spiral takes yeah. place. I mean, Time Spiral is a is a is a reference set that that covers like a bunch of different eras, but Cold Snap is legitimately. I'm giving you cards that should have been from that set they're yeah, gonna I feel think, just like that set i
1: think i would i would agree that cold snap is yes it's returning the dominaria from a plane perspective but it is returning to a block sure Where so it is i agree that, it's, that yeah it I is would, like
3: return to ice
2: age yeah i get that so like if yeah if they were gonna make return to ice age for instance it wouldn't be as special as like return to, to, to tempest or something because sure they'd kind of done it in the modern era kind of i mean 10 years ago but
3: yeah it so was cool that Cold Snap came out r- the summer right before Time Spiral, so it feels like a part of Spiral. Was Time it before
2: Spiral. or was it the summer after? That was the summer after.
3: I think it was right before because they initially wanted to print Limduel the Necromancer in Cold Snap, but okay. they're like, no, 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 we already, we already put it in Time Spiral, gotcha. and so that's that's the reason they did deeper cuts like Lovisa Cold Eyes, right? And uh, <laughs> but then Zer the Enchanter, they're like, no, I'm drawing a line in the sand. Zer the Enchanter stays in Cold Snap, and they're so, like,
2: okay, fine. Zer's sick. We talked about Zer quite a bit. We uh, we figured out that on the tutors episode, there was just no good enchantment tutors in modern. Like the the nomination for best enchantment tutor in modern was zur. <laughs> Is uh, idyllic, I guess idyllic's just too too costly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like fabricate doesn't. <laughs> s-
1: like we like talked about it for a while, and it's I just like my
2: points. But we the agreement in the end was if they had made call to the gatewatch and fabric and uh, Idyllic tutor one card, planeswalker or enchantment, it might be playable. It would still be unplayable. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, so sad.
1: I think actually, like afterwards thinking about it, I think the find an aura or an equipment for yeah. two mana might be the best enchantment tutor
3: oh open the armory yeah i don't, yeah. I don't know if that's cards even
1: playable art, but i think yeah. it i think at least it, it finds an enchantment but it also has the playability of finding a batter skull
2: so all right so there's two halves to this those that's the, those are the ones we've gone back to already kind of uh four, definitely in cold snapping a kind of aside mm-hmm. from that you've got the pre-modern and the post-modern
1: so well, i think we're only talking modern legal sets Partly because everything before that is for all intents and purposes dominaria and or like sets that no one knew was not on dominaria. Yeah.
3: I mean if you get down to it like pre-modern everything is time everything takes place on dominaria with the exception of the tempest block which takes place on a plane which no longer exists, Mercadian mass which takes place on a plane that they're not interested in revisiting. Um and that's really oh and then there's like Ulgratha, where homelands exist which they're not planning on revisiting so pretty much everything is either Dominaria a place that doesn't exist or a place they've been very adamant we're not going back there
2: okay but so like just just to be totally fair to the conversation half of this is going back to a plane for the sake of story and half of this is coming up with a way to revisit uh, like say like characters, themes, card types, card names, well, think- mechanics. And I don't think... Because in the modern era, what we just talked about is that four of the major ones have already been revisited. So when you start to get into the other ones... From a popularity perspective, there aren't that many left that are, like, the hugely popular sets people would be dying to go back to. So you have to get a little more clever and a little more creative unless you want to just retread old ground.
1: Well, I think, A, we'll retread old ground. Like, I think we're returning to Mirrodin because it's now New have like, right. like, every plane that we would return to that we've been to has gone through a big change other than maybe Ravnica, which we will talk about. But... When you go to the older stuff, I think we'll return the Dominaria, and I think when we return the Dominaria, we'll get some of the mechanics that make Dominaria famous from all of those sets. But otherwise, like they've done a good job of cycling in what those mechanically were exciting sure. into um what we have now. And most from a story perspective, we're thousands of years from that era, so all the like humans that were alive then are dead. Right. Well, and they like we're not gonna get. Oh, uh, what's um, Kamal. Kamal's not 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 around anymore. Right. Gotcha. He um, punched himself. In the plus, face.
3: we also did get one brief little glimpse into what's going on in Dominaria during Magic Origins, because Liliana is from Dominaria. Gotcha. So okay, one one tenth of that set has like a little glimpse of what's going on there. Fifth. Well, but they had oh, ten planes. Oh yeah, because
1: yeah. it goes where they went. And then, where did she end up? In Innistrad. Right. That all makes sense. So
2: now it's, it's interesting. One, one thing that I find really interesting is in the grand scheme of magic, you know, growing up and getting into magic, and like I got back into it in 07. That's like when I got into competitive magic. So for the first few years there, and especially when Modern First was announced, it was like there was more old sets in my mind than new sets, new sets with the new card face. Now there's been so many blocks that when you start to go back to that stuff that is pre card face change, there aren't that many sets. Really, like there just aren't. There's, there's a few, there's a handful, a small handful and most of the cards will never see a reprinting, they're never going to go back to any of that stuff, and the game has really evolved into a place now where the design is so far beyond what we had back then, this conversation becomes almost irrelevant to a lot of that old stuff. Some of it, there's there's a precedent, maybe, but a lot of those older sets, like if I'm just like, Mercadian masks, like are we ever going to go back to masks block for any reason?
1: Well, And I think they've done a really good job of layering... The beloved mechanics from that era into new planes like Innistrad now has Madness and Flashback, and Amaket has is and and the, the new, cycling, the new plane. cycling planes, yeah. and you know so and uh, Tarkir is the new morph plane. So like the things that people liked from those sets back in the day have become folded into modern magic, m- modern magic, do and you, then have been adopted by planes instead of all everything on Dominaria. Do
2: you think that they could adopt the the Rebel and Mercenary card design for a new uh, creature type in another set?
1: I think it's really bad, like the recruit mechanic yeah. itself. This, like that, that mechanic. I think rebels and mercenaries could come back because I think as a creature types, they're really cool. Yep. Uh, and then when we get the Tarkir, uh, specifically rebel, seems really sweet for that set. I'm, and what's going on there? I know. I'm sure really bummed rebels. that there are
3: there are like three creatures in Kaladesh with rebel in their name, and none of them are rebel oh,
1: creature types. Oh man, that's so sad. L- like the problem with rebels is as a mechanic, it's like really oppressive. Like. It's one of the great standard mistake decks that's out there.
2: Because it's super linear and just, like...
1: Every gameplay, every de- If it's good, every game is going to be exactly the same for that deck. Yeah, and if right. it's bad, then why did you sense. come out with it? It's the same reason that, like, um, some other mechanics that I'm not coming off the top of my head just don't get reprinted because there's, like, eh, there's no way to make this exciting. Because sure. a Storm. Storm yeah. is a great one where it's,
3: like... Either it's a terrible card or it's busted. Yeah. Right. There's,
1: there's no middle ground, and Rebels kind of has a similar feel to that. And I like, like, in Modern Masters, it was great. And I would be cool to get Rebel creature types that then play well with, like, Linessa and older... Or not Linessa. Lin Civic. Lin Civic and older cards. So, I, I think... <laughs> yeah, you've now got that in my head. Wonderful.
2: <laughs> so, this is what I say we do. This is what I think the, the correct move right now is. Uh, I think we should pretty much stay away from the old sets. Let's So, let's touch on them briefly. Like, I just... Really quickly, one at a time, till we get to modern, at which point we can actually talk about sets that there's a realistic possibility to go
1: back to. Let's make, from Let's mir- Mirage on, because everything yeah, before that, that's, that's where, like, blocks, blocks started. started. Everything before that is, like, Antiquities, and I don't yep. even know what plain Antiquities takes place on. And it takes place on Dominarium. Okay, cool.
2: And effectively, those old original sets, like Legends and Antiquities, if they were ever going to go back to anything like that, would just be Time Spiral 2, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, starting, starting out with Mirage Block. Which uh, Mirage Visions and...
1: Is on the African continent of oh. Dominaria. Of, of Jamura, which is on Dominaria.
2: <laughs> What's the third Mirage Visions and... And Weatherlight. Weatherlight, that's right. Which was the the technically the beginning of the Weatherlight Saga. Yeah. So I that's just like dragons and flanking. Is, it's more
1: Dominaria stuff. Like d- Flanking would be cool. Flanking is the one mechanic that I wish would come back more. And I get why they don't like it because it's self-referential. But I don't know if I agree.
3: Um. Yes, I... Yeah, I think a renamed Bushido is more likely to come back before we see flanking. Right.
1: Yeah, Bushido's cool. I like flanking more than Bushido. Bushido's a board mechanic. I get like why it's like a it's like a stable mechanic that they wish they named more generically because it just is probably useful in other places. It's kind of like ram- it's like good rampage.
3: And it'll and it'll come back. They've said numerous times, like we're gonna rename it something else and right, it'll come back. Because right. it's a it's a really easy to understand
2: mechanic like prowess. So, so one thing you guys mentioned is the Dominaria is like an old that's like a plane that a lot of these take place on. So that's stuff that you, if you were gonna go back to, you could combine a lot of these old sets. From Mirage, flavor-wise or card-wise, the, I just sort of like the dragons thing is the most distinctive thing I can think of, and they've done that, so I don't see any reason to like make reference to that. That seems kind of irrelevant to me.
1: Yeah, I think I think the Mirage block, it, it's a proto block. I think if we went back to Dominario, there might be like, dude, from this part of the Mirage like world, and that would be the like it'll be a little bit more. I mean, times we'll, probably will make references to different locations yes. but it'll be more like how in concert Tarkir there's people named like this guy from this part of this plane that we or like uh, actually Theros better because Acrios horse right you know like sure yeah. right
3: so like if we whenever we do return to Dominaria Jamura is bound to show up because we'll probably see Teferi and see what he's up to and Teferi's from Jamura, and he's sort of like a patron wizard of the whole continent. So
2: So I I personally have a penchant for the next block a little bit. This is of the old, old ones. I think Tempest Stronghold Exodus is the one that, like... And they've done some of this because we've gotten Slivers back.
1: Yeah, Slivers are now around, and that's kind of the big... That
2: was the popular thing. I, I kind of have, like, I love the Skyship Weatherlight. I love Gerard, like, some of those characters. So, I think there's a part of me that's just, like, if there was some way to do that, to go back in time, some, anything, that's a cool thing to me. I, I would like the idea of seeing Gerard again and seeing the Skyship Weatherlight.
1: Well, they're all dead.
2: Well, yeah, right. but I mean, there's, a,
3: there's a few characters who are not killed off. This is off. fiction, after yeah. all, so we can do what we <laughs> well, want. <laughs> one, I love the idea of, like, going back in time. Like, even if they did decide to do a supplementary set, like, one that just... Took and put a bunch of like, like, uh, visions of from the weatherlight saga or yeah. whatever, and it made its own, like, either supplementary set that's meant to be drafted by itself or have them show up in like a commander set or something like that. Like, that would be cool. There are a few characters that survived through the end of Apocalypse, like specifically Squee did, right? And Captain Sisse and Tongarth all are still alive at the end. In fact, I remember one of the great story disappointments is like Apocalypse, the most popular third block set of all time. I remember playing during Apocalypse, it was a really cool set. Is that still true? Huh? But I think it's or I think of
1: Of that time. Of that time. Of of, of, time.
3: of the pre modern era. But it may it may still be one of like adjusted for or whatever. Sure. Anyway, <laughs> but Apocalypse Reference uh, that people don't get. Oh, <laughs> and it might be, and I, it might not be by sales, but I think by on popularity metrics, sure. it is still their sure. most popular third. Well, there, third you, got set en- you got enemy colors. It's the first time you got enemy, and then it was filled with things like pernicious deed and vindicate and Spiritmonger, like all these awesome
0: cards.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Um, but the thing is, like, apocalypse like destroyed the world, but they let everyone know that the skyship weatherlight survives, and Sisse is still captaining it, and Tongarth and Squee are still on board. And then we all learn through Inquest magazine that the next set is going to be called Odyssey, and I was like, yes, they're. going to be like time trap or uh plane, sh- you know shaping around in the weatherlight, like going on an odyssey from plane to plane, and now it takes place all in one city on Dominaria, like all of Odyssey right, yeah. is
1: like a boring set. Well, and I mean, I, pretty much from that point on, it's like they're very that's when they start doing the every block is a mechanical thing. I mean, we skipped Urza's block, I guess, which is the next one, which was a mechanical one, but uh, then, that's
2: what I was just gonna say of the old stuff in terms of like just the old blocks. The most beloved is absolutely Urza's block. So that's, Or the hated. Well, but just in terms <laughs> of iconic cards, powerful cards, the Urza's block is the one. So if you were going to do one and you were going to really try to go heavy on it, to, in my opinion, even if you had to get away from story, because I understand it's difficult to do, that's the one. So that's the one I want to talk about the most. The, the others we could pretty much skip well, past. But if you get
1: rid of story from that block, it's an enchantment-themed block that had a bunch of way-too-broken artifact cards that... Like, from a mechanic perspective, it's, like, a bad set. From a story perspective, it's cool because it's about the Urza's fight. You know, it's about Urza, and everyone loves Urza. when
2: I say get away from the story, I mean, I have no idea what the story is, and you're trying to explain to me that the old stories are, like, irrelevant by today's standards.
1: Kind of. I mean, like, I think if we (laughs) go back to Dominaria, dealing with some of that old story stuff is what you would deal with. But from a mechanic perspective, Urza's block comes with either a weird enchantment theme that no one remembers, or the theme of... Oh, there's like twelve really broken combo cards, and that's not a theme. That's just Wizards yeah. made a huge mistake. True, <laughs> and true, the, true.
3: I think the main thing is mo- because almost every set before the modern era takes place on Dominaria, and then we have a button on Dominaria as a place in Time Spiral, which takes place in the modern era. That's what makes story wise everything before Time Spiral, like uh, before the modern era, somewhat irrelevant because right. we know we're caught up on what's going on by we by time we get to Time Spiral.
1: And it like they basically did a hard reboot of a thousand years later. Planeswalkers are completely different types of characters, and everything else. You know, we're just gonna kind of start over. And Dominaria has gone through an apocalypse, so next time we're gonna go there. It's going back to post-apocalyptic world, and that's kind of what the theme would be or be close to and dealing with what that means. So um, maybe we should
2: talk about Dominaria first since it's so yeah, much well, of the... Cycling and Echo we've seen, so we don't really... I mean, I guess Echo they, they wanted to go heavy on, but it's not great, so I don't think that's awesome. You yeah,
1: skip... and like when you get through... We kind of talked about this before a little bit. Is From this point on, every set was kind of much more mechanically themed, and yeah. each of those we've now adopted into a new more modern and more friendly to a modern audience version of those blocks but with a different plane
2: so highlights anything from mercadian Mass block we mentioned the rebels and mercenaries that's whatever prophecy unless player pays this oh happens. yeah no the untapped lands thing all that's pretty bad right yeah I'm free spells free spells they're not gonna do that again <laughs>
3: Well, yeah, I, they will.
1: I, I it's feel just like... every time they do it, it's broken. Well, no, but I
3: feel like Mercadian Mask came very close to making free spells okay. Yeah, it's because true. like they have, sure, they have misdirection, uh, you know, and
2: like certain masks snuff out. There's a few that are really bad, but but like days, but but also there's a lot that are like not that powerful.
1: Oh, that, that's what I'm saying. I think wizards will always be tempted to revisit free spells. And they and and they do because all
2: the ambusher cards like that. They, that's those are throwbacks.
1: Yeah, it'll happen. Um... And
3: then Invasion gave us Kicker, which is now so good that they have to break Kicker apart into this several... Generic, yeah, yeah, Kicker,
1: I think I can say that I think Kicker was a mistake. From a, from a way too generic yeah. and can do everything. And, they updated space. and they've updated it. And they, they but if you I think, think, agree.
3: If you think about being a designer, being 10 years into magic existing, and you come up with Kicker and how versatile yeah. it is, you're like, oh my god, guys, look, I've solved magic. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I think just in general, we've seen all of the things that made that block special, like a heavy multi multicolor thing we've seen a bunch of times now. Kicker we've seen a bunch of times now. That was... Further exploration of the same characters that we were talking about, all the reasons I was saying Tempest Block was awesome character-wise, same thing. So yeah, I think you just skip past that. You get you get into Odyssey, Torment, Judgment, um, which is basically like a black themed set. Um, th- there's the Atog thing, which is kind of like a funny. I would like to
1: see Atog's return. I
3: was kind of I was kind of bummed. Like I dig the Gremlin design or whatever for Kaladesh, but I really thought it would be cool if it was a whole plane plagued with little Atogs running around. I agree.
1: I, I like. I think that was actually. A mis- not a mistake because gremlins are cool but I would have rather the togs
2: yeah I don't think I'm trying to think if there's anything else in Odyssey Torment Judgment I mean there's just the black I theme mean, and the sacrifice and theme. they had and
3: well they had Flashback and
2: Threshold which yeah, Flashback has judge. come back S- many oh, times
3: yeah. but Threshold has now been sort of turned into Delirium
1: True Threshold they like had it was a little too swingy where when it was good and bad so I think Delirium is I think Threshold is another kind of kicker effect It Threshold specifically is a subset of what a kick of what that kicker would be which is this thing turns on when effect happens um and they've just they're going to do it in different ways and we're going to see forever different types of threshold mechanics and de- you know delirium being the most recent one. Yep. The
2: next set being this and this one is the closest cuz the last with the old card faces onslaught legion scourge and this has actually had quite a bit of reference because a the fetchlands came there we got them again later. Yep. Um well, Morph
1: Morph is the big Morph overall we got again and, it, that, and it, it, that's been applied into like the what was the set before onslaught that we just talked about, Odyssey. Odyssey. That set has been morphed into Innistrad, and this set has kind of been morphed into Tarkir, where it was tribal and
2: right, and, and morph, we and, and we morph. got and we've had a second in the lower block. We had another tribal set, so I mean, this is and, and the th- last sets both theme around dragons. Yeah, Scourge there are and dragons of Tarkir. You Except mentioned Scourges Kamal, like dragons. There are some characters from this block definitely that, that get referenced though that people do remember pretty fondly. Yeah. Uh, but right. yeah, again, this one doesn't strike me as. Yeah, okay. sorry. Go. This doesn't have the flavor of like those earlier sets. That's like we have to go back. So this goes directly then into the new card face. The next set is Mirrodin. Yeah, yeah. So this is where it all starts. But so my
1: favorite memory of Kamal is still double clicking him on Moto.
2: Why is that?
3: Because he oh, kills you, himself. He kills himself if you uh-huh. actually beat the red, red <laughs> Kamal who casts Lightning Bolt when
1: you
2: tap him. Kamal, punch yourself in my face. Yes, my lord. Does he <laughs> cost six and taps for three to deal?
1: No, he, he's, a six. he's a
2: six mana six one with haste. That's right. Yeah, he's a he's, he's, he's lightning bolt creature, haste, but he has <laughs> yeah,
3: for yeah, he's ball lightning up. and lightning bolt as a legendary yeah. creature.
1: But so if you double click him on Moto, he he just dies. Yeah. So sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so Mirrodin.
2: So we've so let's let cover old Mirrodin, The fact that we've already gone back to Mirrodin, and what it would be like to go back to Mirrodin again. Go.
1: So. Obviously, the big thing with the second Mirrodin is they like kind of got rid of some of the mechanics. They focus very much more on artifacts with colored activation spells that kind of keep the color pie around. So those are the kind of the things they fixed. But the big thing that happened was New Phyrexia. So, so Mirrodin is no longer Mirrodin. Mirrodin is dead. Uh, so if we were to return to it again, we'd be going back to New Phyrexia, which I think has, is the set I'm most interested in returning to. Um, obviously, from a mechanical perspective, the big things are like Proliferate or Infect or ex- uh, not Extort. Um,
3: I think Living Weapon is like a uh, living, we- like Living Weapon and Metalcraft were. Yeah, the,
1: the yeah, yeah, the other. But Metalcraft was a mirrorin mechanic. And we've also
2: right. kind of had, we've also kind of had uh, Metalcraft return a little bit, like Kaladesh. Kaladesh, in Kaladesh, There's Kaladesh soft had Metalcraft.
1: Well, it had Metalcraft in the design file forever, and then they just were like, "Oh, it's not. We have too many mechanics. Let's just take this out and have the few cards that are super relevant to check how many artifacts you have." Let's make it a little bit variable and just not have it a yeah. name mechanic. Yeah, right. Um, I love
2: Proliferate. That's one of my all-time favorite mechanics. I, I think it's awesome. I do think there's a little bit of a sense with Proliferate something similar because they just kind of, they have a few cards now that they've done where it. it basically references Proliferate without calling it Proliferate. Yeah. And it seems like just what you said with Metalcraft, it was the same kind of thing. Do we really want to just throw this as a blanket? Another keyword people have to remember, or there's like that three three in green that kind of is a proliferate
1: card. Mm-hmm. I th- I think,
3: well, I think it's important that like proliferate is a mechanic that does not necessarily have to be tied to, uh, new Phyrexia or Mirrodin as a plane. Like I could see proliferate being shifted to another to show up again on another plane. Like it was a very successful mechanic. and I know it ranks really high in Mark Rosewater's eyes. So that like a very good chance we'll come back to it, but it doesn't necessarily have to be one. Mm-hmm. Whereas Living Weapon, I feel people will expect to see Living Weapon when we go back to New Phyrexian. New yeah, Phyrexia. of all the
1: mechanics from the Phyrexian side, especially, Living Weapon is the one that is the most flavorful, the most unique to them, and while also being... Not really printable anywhere else, and but not too powerful to not print again. Like, Frixie Man is obviously a big one, but I don't think they'll ever revisit it if they may revisit it in a
3: supplementary set or
1: something. No, no, not even supplementary, but um, in essence, kind of the same way that they didn't revisit uh, Annihilator with Eldrazi, but there is an Eldrazi that vaguely has Annihilator, I so right. we'll get like one card that's. Uh, you may pay X life instead of paying the colored man on this card. Or, right. Or, yeah.
2: Which is, I think, smarter and more fair because it doesn't box them into having to do something really broken over and over again. They Correct. can do one really powerful card. They can make it mythic, whatever. Um,
1: like El- yeah, Elish Nord could be like five, white, 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 pay two life for every two life you pay when you cast this. She costs one less white. Or
2: something, yeah. And if they really want to go heavy, if they wanted to go like ham on old mechanics like that and make four cards with it, just wait for Time Spiral 2. And then just do it then. yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do it, guys. (laughs) So, I mean, we've talked about this on the cast before. My big prediction for New Phyrexia's return is, from the story perspective and and mechanic perspective, is it's about Venser being Phyrexianized and creating planar portals to release the Phyrexians on the planes in general. Because I think you don't bring a bad guy like that and then just lock them into one plane. You want them to be able to be multi-planar and... Venser, being a guy who literally was developing planar portals before he developed his spark, and afterwards, being the perfect kind of person that is literally his dead body is in the like very center of the land of Phyrexia, and he died in the th- throne room and of he died. <laughs> Karn's and Venser died saving
2: Karn. Right? Yes, so <laughs> which I know. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and I mean I think something now that we're in this kind of era talking about which planeswalkers will probably be getting back in these sets, I think a Karn return is we'll very sure. apparent. I think a cough return is going to be pretty pretty handedly obvious and then some amount of gatewatch probably cuz though they're going to focus on the less, I think we'll still get one or two a set. There's not it won't be all four every set. Sure. Every block. Um it seems
2: pretty likely that we will go back to Meriden at some point. Like this one seems like there's a high likelihood because...
1: Well, there's it the ended on a giant cliffhanger. Now,
3: the one thing that I'd be interested to know is whether or not we go back to New Phyrexia the plane or whether the next time we see the Phyrexians, it is them invading a hitherto unseen plane. Well, that and was what that, I was
1: hoping happened on Kaladesh. So I guess they want the reason they made Kaladesh is they wanted the artifact plane that wasn't overrun by Phyrexians. Right. <laughs>
3: so I don't think they want to necessarily spoil that by having that be the plane. But they could invent a new plane that has some sort of like flavor identity we haven't seen yet and have the Phyrexians come there, and that would allow the Gatewatch to be able to defeat the Phyrexians without destroying them. Like, they right. could just defeat their invasion of new, new plane.
1: Well, which would I think, them losing to the Phyrexians the next time we see them again in in the sense that they do get to open that portal to other planes, and then at that point they're just like, they're out, and now that's a whole other multi-block story arc that we get to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I think they're more interesting than Eldrazi, because Eldrazi are really hard... I understand how you kill a zombie. I can see... Chandra can kill Phyrexians all day long, and it makes total sense to me. The fact that she killed the like Eldrazi Titans by shooting Two really hyper firebolts at them yeah. is like... Okay. <laughs> it's
2: like pretty yeah, it's like pretty Dragon Ball Z. Um, so, so, all right. So that's, that's basically Mirrodin. That's where we stand with which, Mirrodin to yeah. some degree. Um, and f- I, I think there's a high likelihood we go back to. That seems, that seems like something that they will do for totally. sure. Um, from there, we go directly into the next set, which is my least favorite modern era set. By the way, I just want to make a note that um, Kaladesh is basically just Lorwyn meets Mirrodin. I think that's clear, right? Why Lorwyn? Because all of the silly-looking characters and like village people and like all the strange—it's oh, like I, it's more fantasy happy land. Are you being land? Dwarfist? is that, that? No, it's just like it's, <laughs> it's just dwarf. like it's Kithkins
1: dwarf. and dwarves.
3: Yeah. These squat little people—they uh, upset Ben. No, no, the whole like, <laughs> the whole like <laughs>
2: Hobbiton sort of feel that Lauren has—that a lot of people were like not into—that they kind of rectified with Shadowmoor, but like just not. It's literally just like Mirrodin meets that—is what Kaladesh is. It's that. It looks just like it.
1: I mean, it's a happy <laughs> artifact. Yeah, world. that's what I'm okay. trying to
2: say. So anyway. But next that is Kamagawa, Kamigawa, which I hate, and I can't imagine we're ever going to go back there. They said, said we never we're never going
1: back. Yeah, so we're never going back to Kamigawa. The best we're going to get is they are going to eventually go back to a top-down Japanese world, and it'll just be not Kamigawa. And
3: and I look forward to that because they've mentioned that you know there there are two ways. Um, yeah, so I they've said they're never going back there. We we're all in agreement there. Oh yeah, so they so they were saying that like uh, the other the way that people had really sort of expected and that their their expectations are somewhat uh subverted with Kamigawa is that people were kind of looking more for like a Toshira Mufuni Akira Kurosawa like feudal Japan high samurai romance style. Right. right. And instead of this sort of kind of twisted version of like dark Shinto. Yeah, they that, they went they went, they went for Kamigawa. the
1: religious angle that is not a well known part of the yeah. whole experience versus uh going more towards like all of the Americanized pop culture parts of what Japanese culture is, which goes everything from anime to samurai movies to ninjas to like that kind of thing. And they did a little bit of it as it got better because they introduced samurai and ninjas, but the whole spirits versus arcane magic thing were both very parasitic while also not being something people recognized. And I think now we're a little bit better because just um, Miyazaki has done a better job of kind of expanding sure. what our representation of the like the spirit world relationship to Japanese culture but even then I think it was a weird direction to go down
2: agreed yeah. so yeah so from that that set is pretty much off the off the table and that would be something that only would get referenced in some sort of time spiral 2-esque set the next one we have is Ravnica so we're gonna cover Ravnica RTR and then the possible return to return
1: so right. we had this conversation last night I think that like the there's a lot of things that can happen with Ravnica. The biggest mistake was Niv Mizzet not becoming the Guild Pack. Jace becoming the Guild Pack is one of the, I think the biggest plot mistakes they've made.
2: And worst cards. <laughs> oh yeah, and yeah. It, it, oh, yeah, it's. <laughs> I think it's, it's worse than Tybalt. I think
3: it's, it's the worst it's such planeswalker. A, yeah, we were talking about because uh, because yeah, like if you make a Tybalt deck and you hit Tybalt on turn two, you probably can't be beaten. If you're playing a Jace the Living Guild Pack deck and you hit Jace the Living Guild Pack on turn five, you're whatever you playing. What is this terrible? deck? <laughs> do anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, um,
1: it's well. And and the fact that like Jace is running around on other planes, saving other planes, and is currently also the president of Ravnica. <laughs> it,
3: it feels like the idea idea to make him president of Ravnica came about before they came up with oh yeah, we should come up with the Avengers. Like, right. And so I think th- I don't think they would have done that now, and especially not in a set called Dragon's Maze. Like it surely so it should have ended with President Niv Mizzet becoming president of.
1: Yeah, it's like it's fan y but it's what everyone kind of wanted. I don't know why they like just avoided that as their option, and, and and it puts them in a weird position returning. The other big issue returning is, and this is more of a mechanical one, is how do you do Ravnica with a block and a half, with a set and a half, or one set and one small set, and that's it. Like, how do you fit all ten guilds into that format?
2: Uh, I think you can definitely do it. I just think that you, it's a it's a much more like premium level set, so I, I think you have to make it. I think you have to make it special and it's overcomplicated and it's, it's like,
1: I mean, you can do, you can do all 10, which like they're, they've done a lot of draft formats now that do focus on 10 different color pair draft archetypes. It's just, you have to like really lessen what, how much representation you have. You could also do two large sets. I mean, like it might be the first time they have to do a second large set and that's, and that's the one easy solution
3: I, I think that's the easy solution, and I feel like it's the solution that will get the least amount of complaints from fans because you know the the yeah. Ravnica guilds are much beloved. They're probably some of the most beloved things in all of Magic's creative side, and you know everybody has like their favorite guild. Right, and if your guild ends up getting the short shrift for whatever reason, like no amount of. Oh, but for mechanics or for the draft uh-huh. environment, like no amount of that will ameliorate
2: your bad feelings. So I mean you don't think that you could do five mechanics, one for each guild, and do five in one set and five in the other? Like that? Oh
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying I think by I think the only way you can accommodate ten fully realized mechanics across ten guilds is if you have big set, big set, and they're five and five.
1: When it's it's big set, Fair. small set. I think what you could do is six four, but I have no idea what a six guild draft format looks like.
2: Yeah, I think you're. I think you're dead right. You have to go big, big. But that's that's not that crazy. They've done they've done stuff like that before.
1: It, yeah, three years ago, not crazy. Today, crazy. Two years from now, not crazy. Yeah, <laughs> they <laughs> change their policies like every <laughs> right. year. Yeah, anyway. yeah. So
2: all right. So that's so that's how you would do that. Um, that's how you would do that. So if we were gonna go back there, you would, I guess, have to go large, large. In terms of story, is there anything
1: super, super relevant you guys think would happen, that you would need to see happen? I think I think Niv-Mizzet takes... The, I think they, like, they have to actively deal with the fact that Jace gets kicked out from being like, president.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, Like speaking of president Niv-Mizzet, I think it'd be actually a really interesting thing if uh, like Niv-Mizzet's smart enough to know that Jace is the Living Guild Pact and that Jace is a planeswalker. Like, Niv-Mizzet, it's been shown in the storyline that he knows... Uh, that planeswalkers exist and he's somewhat bummed that he's not one. And he's so part some, I think it's implied that that grand experiment that the is are working on is trying to figure out how to, if you can manufacture a planeswalker spark and if so, can Niv Mizzet get one? Like, I think that's what Niv Mizzet is so, sort of working on. It'd be cool if the plot for the next, Return to Ravnica is him essentially using the legal system of Ravnica to be like, you can't be the Living Guild Pact. You're not even from here. Like, right. if if it was a bit of like an intrigue based set where well, we get to just see what the ten guilds are up to, but like the story is the the it's people of, of Ravnica cards, but... demanding that they get self governance. So you're something. basically
2: saying it's some sort of uh, legal drama. Sure,
1: <laughs> I, I would be fine with House of Cards, but where Niv Mizzet <laughs> is. Uh, well, what's wearing like six suits? What's the actor's Kevin name? Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey.
2: Yeah, <laughs> In the the mag- is Kevin Spacey. In the
3: Magic movie, Kevin Spacey's got a voice. Nibbz. <laughs> yeah, that's <be> <laughs>
2: pretty. That's pretty sick, actually. Yeah, it's like a very funny idea. I had a whole, I had an entire tangent because I went to Disneyland on Friday, uh, where I was like on anchor, you know, the thing I do. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, if you were going to base an entire magic set around one of either the lands or rides at Disneyland, like you were just going to get to start from there and just expand it out, which one would it be? And uh, I had a lot of thoughts about just like weird abstract concepts, the, but that's a, that's a, that's a, this is a conversation for another time. We will run out of time.
1: Pirates of the Caribbean because we don't have a pirate plane yet.
2: Yeah, I thought that was yet. cool. I, I for me, Tomorrowland was the one where I was thinking some sort of sky captain in the world of tomorrow, like sure. type esque, you know. But there there's elements of all of us that have shown up in Magic already, yeah, so yeah. it's not like all it's unique. Kaladesh a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but that's cool. Airships and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. All right, so uh, so that's where we end Ravnica, which jumps us directly into.
1: Well, uh, the last two things i Ravnica. One, which planeswalkers show up? I mean, Jace is Ral yeah. uh, Raelzerek uh, comes back. Liliana
2: now. and Gideon. Do so they give Raelzerek an actual good card? Well,
1: <laughs> yeah, probably.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I think he's also, popular. But he's like, don't you hate him? Isn't he your least favorite planeswalker ever?
1: I've gone on. No, maybe. May you like really hate Eric. Eric, Yeah. Oh, I love. Well, I think I hate the card <laughs> yeah, Raelzerek. Rouse... Rouse... I love Raelzerek the character. He's sweet. He has lightning. Yeah, definitely a cool card. From an art perspective, <laughs> the,
3: fu- the funniest thing I could think about Rouseyric is Rouseyric came out right around the time Dak Faden like Dak like Conspiracy One came out yeah. shortly thereafter, and Rouseyric and Dak Faden were both a- are like in the public mind. And somebody on Twitter said Rouseyric and Dak Faden sound like two heels in a tag team match in the WWE. <laughs> yeah, like, like that Rouseyric, Rau- Rau- and Dak Faden. You know, they come down with their like rave pants on, like we're gonna you know beat these guys up.
1: Sweet. Um, but yeah, I think uh, he's just so much worse than a Johnny Vengeant and does everything exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, he's really bad.
2: <laughs> so next up, we have my favorite set ever, which is Time Spiral Blocks.
1: So let's... Oh, uh, wait, wait. Well, one oh, yeah, last yeah. thing on Return oh, of Ravnica. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Uh, do they come with all brand new mechanics for each guild or do they return... Or uh, what I think would be interesting is if this one was every a mix of different mechanics from both blocks and those all being returned.
3: Yeah, like if it was a su- if it, like it was a successful one, like give Convoke back to
2: Selesnya, but, uh, but uh, bring but back leash for Rakdos. Yeah. <laughs> bring back Haunt. Said no one ever. Yeah. Um, oh, but Extort's really popular. But Extort's I mean. no, Storm's, Storm's, yeah, yeah, yeah. great.
1: I think the biggest one is that Dredge would probably need. An, I think you'd have to give some new ones, and Green Black would be one I would want to maybe do do because Dredge is too strong and never going to be reprinted again. And but uh, Scavenge Scavenge was kind of really boring and not yeah. that well received. So you, I kind of want a middle a new yeah. one. But, uh, yeah, Detain.
3: Maybe they could get a different mechanic that is a reprint, but it's new for them, like Unearthed. Oh, that'd
1: right. be cool. Detain played really, really well in Limited.
2: That was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, So, all right. So, Time Spiral, I'm just going to rattle through this because we are running short on time, and this is a, an abstract one because this kind of references a lot of what we talked about in the first part because yeah. it's, it's going back to the Dominaria stuff. So, there's a few things that are super relevant about Time Spiral. Number one, if you wanted to do a Time Spiral-esque set, we get that every two years anyway with the Modern Masters reprint sets. So if you wanted to make it in as far as like a standard environment goes, you're paying attention to basically nostalgia and trying to figure out what made these sets so much fun without just totally jamming it down our throats and overcomplicating it. So you do have to choose some characters, and you get a great swath of characters to choose from because it's, like, all of those weird new legends they created for the Time Spiral block. You can go any, you know, anybody from, like, the grandeur creatures like Korlash or, like, Ithi Arcanus. Like, there's, there's a lot of places you can go if you just want to have characters. Also, you get Planeswalkers now, which is interesting. You can, th- what they did then, you can basically be like, okay, I want to take these old familiar faces and make a few Planeswalkers out of them, which I don't know how that
1: even works. Well, so uh, there's some Planeswalkers. Well, Teferi's alive. So there, there's, and, and Giora is, is alive.
2: And there's been a Teferi Planeswalker, unless I'm mistaken, in a Commander. Yeah, scene, yeah, correct. Right? And it was
3: it was referencing him before the events of Time Spiral. Because gotcha. the events of Time Spirals make him lose his Planeswalker spark.
1: Yeah, which he can get back. That's happened. Theoretically, he can get it back. Times. I mean, we are talking about <laughs> fiction. They can make up the rules. Like, uh, especially in that era they've recon things. Uh, so I, I think we, we would get some characters back. I think. It, I think it'll be less time spot If we return to Dominaria, which is what this would really be, I-, I don't think it'll be as self-referential as the old ones. And some of these characters just, they, like, showed Ith Arcanus because it was the past, and we're just showing old cards and that he's a reference
3: not- to Maze of and,
1: and But he's, like, definitely not alive anymore. And, and so it, it, it's interesting to see where they would go on that end. But I think the big focus that they're setting up as a return is the Raven Man, which is kind of Liliana's big villain. Okay. Um, beyond her just having to kill a bunch of demons for funsies. And yeah. by funsies, I mean... to uh, Get rid of a curse. Yeah. Um, yes. But yeah, the Raven Man is one of the more interesting characters that they've been like slowly setting up. And I think that's what the main plot will be um, of them returning. And that's kind of the big storyline there. So I, I'd be interested to see what happens. It would
3: definitely be a Liliana focused storyline, her returning home to figure out like some some Who weird thing is, has gone yeah. down in Urborg.
1: Though I'd be, I'd be sweet to see like. Speaking of the Phyrexians being unleashed, them being unleashed back on the dominaria, dominaria, and then it just be like Venser zombie portal Venser fighting Tefiri, who's like, fate. it seems sweet. I'd be down yeah, with like that. maybe
3: that that could be that could be an interesting next time we see them, and that could be a really affirming Liliana's place in the Gatewatch, since right now she's sort of like, ah, eh, this is you know, I could maybe manipulate these four adults into helping me kill some demons. Well, she's like, but she's now if romantically
1: sh- into Jace, and yeah.
3: Yeah, but it could be like, oh, now her home, her home plane is threatened yet again. Yeah, like, and she she wasn't alive during the first Phyrexian invasion of Dominaria, but like now it could maybe be like for the first time ever she feels like concern for a plane mm-hmm. because it's her home.
2: Okay, so most popular character to come out of Time Spiral block, Teferian and Jora. Yeah, Jora probably is the mo- yeah, inventor. Uh, Venser we've gotten back though yeah. and so and Teferi has b- had gotten reprint basically in a supplemental set mm-hmm. so Jora is the one and Joyra then references the mechanic that is one of my favorites that I've heard they'll probably never go back to which is suspend counters yeah. vanishing is less relevant Va- vanishing is fine but suspend particularly is awesome mm-hmm. I'm a really big fan of is there any way we would ever get suspend again?
3: I think in a world where madness has been reprinted suspend can come back I think suspend of all the time spiral mechanics was like was, like, the least problematic.
1: It's grown in popularity as well. I think people like Suspend more than they used to.
2: It's, I think it's a super, super interesting place for design, especially because it gave something like processors, for instance, are, like, a really fascinating interaction there. Um, and, and the exile as a zone. Exile zone is, like, a zone that has now been referenced and they've, like, done more cool things with. Um, I like that. And I like that if Time Spiral now is not so uh, – that Suspend is not as parasitic as it once was. It now interacts more favorably with other parts. So I do think that going back there would be great. Also, because a lot of those cards are popular, it would be great to have some more cards that interacted with the old ones that you could start to figure out, okay, can I like abuse this? Like, I don't need to just be playing Rift Elemental as my mm-hmm. only um, engine, you know?
1: Th- though I, can't, I can see it being more of a supplemental bringback. Mechanic, like yeah. it It, it, it Small is set really, reprint. really a big barrier to entry to new players. Um, just kind of, there's like a bunch of weird random corner cases that come with Suspend that we don't realize because we're not playing with it in a draft format. We're playing it with, oh, I know how Ancestral Vision works. I yeah. know how these larger, greater, the ones that we know about, but like.
3: It was a lot of fun in Modern Masters when, when Suspend was one of, was the, uh, gruel mechanic or whatever. Like I, that was, really it was uh, it was, it was red, green, right?
1: Red, green, white. There were white ones too. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Ancestral Visions uh, came back. And blue. Yeah, it I mean, like they, they put it in all colors, yeah, yeah. but it was
3: the draft archetype for if you're drafting... Ray oh, maybe. Green. Yeah, yeah. Got it, yeah.
1: It, it was... No, no, I like Suspend. Don't get me wrong. I just think we're also all very good Magic players, and we uh, don't... Like, Modern Masters is really fun for us, but if you're a brand new player or even the first level, like, Modern Masters is cool from a value perspective, but, like, Suspend is a lot. Yeah. I think
2: um, if you were going to make any time referential set, you could make suspend work. I don't think I don't think suspend is that problematic. I think vanishing is harder. I think suspend you could do.
1: A, a, yeah, I think the biggest issue with for a time spiral return is more that I don't think it'll be time focused. It's going to be more dominaria focused yeah. and that's a different kind of deal. Um, so let's let's keep going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So
2: so from Time Spiral we go directly into Lorwyn Shadowmoor Eventide, which is another Kamigawa set that we will never return to. Morning Tide, which I find more interesting that you say that because there are elements to that whole block that I think are much, much more well-liked than Kamigawa. Totally agree. Um, the tribal aspect, we will see another tribal set, I'm sure. We have, yeah, tribal. Yeah, yeah will, that'll yeah. happen regularly. So, so that's not a thing.
3: And I could see Changeling as a mechanic coming back in the... Oh, and I could see... I could see uh, Changeling coming back as, again, like a glue mechanic the next time they do a yeah. really heavy tribal-focused yep. world, because it was, it was such an elegant solution the, the, at the time. Because I
1: mean, Lorwyn... From a mechanic perspective is what informed them that they need New World Order. Like it it's pretty much single handedly informed them that New World Order is something they needed to create. After Time Spro block, which was oh god, all the mechanics to and block, which was like, Oh god, every single creature in play affects every other creature in this weird odd I'll, way. I'll that just makes give you impossible. a two
2: word a two word title here. Silvergill. Douser. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Silverkill Douser, which is like a, a common for two mana in the draft formats that references both merfolk and fairies, and has like an onboard combat trick. Yeah, it taps <laughs> to give target creature minus X minus O, where X is the
3: number
1: of fairies and merfolk you control. It's so <laughs> preposterous. It's so amazing. And... Every single creature had an ability like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's. That, that one's re- really good. But several of like,
3: them referenced two creature types. So you're having to pay attention to, like, how many goblins and fairies do I have? Like, Is t- there a Kith getting in play?
1: <laughs> and beyond that, like, you mentioned earlier, your problem with, not problem with Kaladesh, but the, the really friendly happy go luckiness of one set yeah. and, like, the overly complicated of an entire set of hybrid cards. Like, there's, like, they did a lot of things wrong all at once. Yeah. Um, so, and, and they just, Lore 1 isn't as popular as other places. I think we have a better chance of going to places that take individual tribes from there and use them without doing all of them at hundred percent. And yeah. we've
2: also, and, and some of them like, untap, we're probably not going to see again. It's a weird mechanic. Yeah. It's super complicated. Well, that's what
1: inspired. You, they like did inspire it as untapped for a while and then it just became inspired because yeah. they realized untap is just really not easy. The untapped to symbol off.
2: just feels like a continuation of the complication of Time Spiral. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pretty much that's the opinion there. I mean, I think what, what you notice is the exact, if you cut off right here and you go forward from this point, what you do start to realize is, they've taken the best elements of a lot of these successful sets and they've already made other sets out of them yeah. and we've and we've that's that's already happened so cuz we're this is still back in like 2009 well
1: i think this is we now hit the or not this set the the following set is the next stage of design because okay oh, this is 10 years ago yeah yeah they, they they refer to the stages of design so alara block is the next transition stage and i i'm alara is the bubble return set and it is even like on the i think there's a storm scale for sets we're likely to return and it's always kind of here or there on whether we'll return to it because there are issues with it and there are benefits to it. I don't know. I like. I don't know if we're returning to a lar block. I think it, as a gold set, they enjoy Ravnica more. Yeah, um, I think we're like, for instance, we'll, and we'll get to it. Konzertark here, and a set a third return to Innistrad are possibly all more likely than a return to Alara block.
2: I never get the sense that Alara block is filled with is filled with uh, storylines, characters, themes, mechanics that people are like fiending for. Yeah, I always get the sense that there's like little bits and pieces that are that are well liked by like magic diehards, but for the most part, it's remembered as like a little heavy, a little too heavily multicolored. This is set is also remembered as the second Planeswalker set, so it's like sort of where Planeswalkers became a normal thing, mm-hmm. as opposed to just a new thing. You can see it in like a
1: Sark card, like Sarkon
2: Vol where you're like, this just doesn't really make any sense yet. It well, doesn't. It's not that good. It's too expensive. And like,
1: the best parts of the set have kind of been taken out and applied to other places. Like we've gotten, you know, Tezard is carrying forward the Ethereum kind of ideals and is doing a little bit on you know other artifact sets. And colored artifacts are showing up in other places. You know, the Naya is just big green monster dudes, and the, there are other places that that's popular. Grixis, like, each of these, mechan- from a mechanical perspective, can be done in cooler ways in other places as a more solid idea. And they kind of ended on an apocalypse for them. like. And Nicol Bolas is the big one, and he is well, on Amakit now. Well, and like maybe,
3: an anti-apocalypse. The whole world came back together. Well, but didn't it, it, like, well, I guess it came back together and everything became over overlapped. I mean, from a design standpoint, like from a creative design standpoint, I'd love to be able to see Fractured Alar again, because I think the five individual planes had a lot of really cool creative work put into mm-hmm. them. Like, you know, Naya was answering the question of like, what is a world without blue and black mana in it? Like, you know, and I think it's kind of interesting. They're like, Oh, it's this Meso American and there's ziggurats and, uh, humans and Nakodo follow around these god monsters, worshiping them and stuff. Like that's like there's that's... cool stuff going on on each plane. And so if they ever returned um, to but... Alara, I'd love to dig into like the those cool little pockets of the of the three sure of the, of the three color shards.
2: I'd... Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say yeah. Alara to me feels like not that. That's on the storm scale, not that high. Uh, or it's not.
3: Because it's yeah, not yeah. the mechanics that made it. It's not the mechanics that really stood out. Like I think it's the
1: uh, the the shards and the color combination. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I think that we'll return to it more to kind of cement that. And I don't know when we'll need to do that. Uh, I mean, I do know story perspective wise. I think it ended with like Bant being overrun and destroyed by Grixis army, zombie army. Oh, it's, and, it's and, like total it's, like,
3: war happening now. Yeah. as all Which five is, shards collide with each other.
1: A vaguely interesting story as well. Like I would be cool to see that war, and then maybe you know it ends by them separating the planes again or finding harmony but uh, it'll be it'll be interesting but like that's kind of what the gold set was yeah
2: it's funny cuz Zendikar is like Zendikar is like the <laughs> it's it's like awesome yet like only because of Eldrazi and now we've gone there twice and in both times like the best part is really Eldrazi like a lot oh, of they, they tried yeah. to go back to allies a second time and it just sort of was just like who cares in a lot of cases it really just feels like the Eldrazi dominate the entirety of these sets. And, and I don't know what the point of going back is unless you're just doing an Eldrazi set again.
1: I don't know if I... Because, like, Zendikar had two sides to it. Eldrazi weren't actually that popular. The Eldrazi set was a popular draft format. And the
2: characters And the
1: character Eldrazi are popular, but they're popular more because they're just overtly extremely powerful. Right. Um... And Emmercall is Emmercall <laughs> for all the reasons that Emmercall is Emmercall. But like the mistake they've said is like one of the big problems that we did when we returned to Zendikar is we made it really the return to Rise of the Jazzy. And what people wanted was, you know, Elf and Merfolk tribal with with uh you know, and I think they made a with lot the of missteps, cards, allies and like all the adventure stuff and the traps and all that kind of stuff and landfall being an aggressive format. Like there's stuff that it was doing that they liked, and I think they just like, not at every level, but in so many levels, made big missteps. For instance, Zendikar, you know, the ally mechanics Both in both sets became just, like, really generic and boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, in the first set, it was Rally, which was just whenever this or any ally, just this effect happens to everyone. So why do you really care how many allies you're playing? And then in the second set, it was very much just like, oh, we tap them, and they do a thing for some reason. and Cohort or whatever. Yeah, cohort. Why are they allies? Why don't they have a watermark? And if I were to do it again...
3: Plus the ally, as a creature type, seemed to be given out so willy-nilly. Yeah,
1: just totally random. There
3: were like five different cards depicting cores on a glider, and like two out of five of them were allies, and three out of five of them were just core soldiers. We
2: also, though, enter a period here that is unique, because this is the first set with masterpieces, and so it uh, return uh, uh battle, battle for Zendikar. Battle for battle for it now creates this weird thing where, like, opening magic sets represents something a little different, and there's the there's a there the the, the the special quality of certain cards now is skewed because we see so many
1: more of them. Yeah, but the, I don't think masterpieces made this set less popular. I think the processor Eldrazi mechanic. Well, first off, I think the big mistake is that X mechanic should have been the big thing. Like we've added a sixth color to Magic is like a super it is, exciting... It is really weird
3: how they buried the lead on the sixth color of Magic. Like, that should have been like, oh, man, we finally did it! Yeah, we like, <laughs> yeah,
1: focusing on, like, processors, which, like, I get why you need an entire set to do, but is, like, kind of a weird mechanic versus going into... It is into so
2: weird that the sixth color was, like, not that big of a deal. We just look back at it and was like, oh, that was a fun mechanic. I mean, it, was
1: a, it I mean, from the fact that it completely broke Modern, <laughs> it was a big deal, but, like, yeah, I agree. It's kind of, like that should have been the focus. They made a mistake. They leaned a little bit too hard on creative to like dictate where that process went, heavily sacrificing gameplay. And zendikar was not what we wanted it was a weird set but if we were to return i think then they've stated this it'll be much more what zendikar was before D so world D world is what gotcha. it's supposed to be okay with like a land mechanic yeah um, which
2: is DD world is originally the original magic where magic came from it was D the card game yeah, yeah right. Right. so zendikar is supposed to be
3: truly the high fantasy adventure like please heroes go to this cave you know yeah. like that's what yeah. originals. Well, so and There's definitely an audience for. Yeah, it. And, yeah,
1: and the real, the real, the original allies, which is what I liked about them, was more like these are archetypal characters in D anD. d You're playing; these are D anD. d characters, is basically what they are. And you have wizards have this type of mechanic, and warriors have this type of mechanic, and, and rogues get, have this type of and mechanic. They get
3: better based on how many members of your party you have. Which you know?
2: is which is a bummer because I, it feels like if they want to do that again and they want to do it correctly, wh- they almost have to start over because I almost feel like giving, trying to do it correctly the third time through And you're going back is like, you're not going to be able to convince me to be
1: excited about this and like, oh wow, they've done this thing. Well, if they go back to the slivers mechanic, I think you would, people would be excited about it again. I think we'd have a weird middle ground where allies were weird, but making them more parasitic is I think the answer to this problem. Okay. So um, from,
2: from this, we go to the next one,
1: which is... Scars of Mirrodin, which we talked about, New Phyrexia, Ventura Yeah, and we did that already. And uh, then from
2: there we go to uh,
1: Return Ravnica. Return oh, the Ravnik. Oh no 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 no! Sorry, no, next. Innistrad. 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 Which, which we which which is that we should talk about. I mean that's... we haven't done yet. Yeah. Um,
3: I think I think we'll definitely go back there. Innistrad continues to remain a really popular set, and like you is, can keep doing these iterations of like horror as a. As
1: is there a genre game. of horror we haven't hit upon that they could base? In a, I mean, I think returning just to Innistrad as Innistrad was with as a graveyard mechanic set that's all about zombies and vampires and flashback coming back. Maybe it would be really cool. But w- is there a because we've done you know madness into cosmic horror we've done classic ni- like 1800s horror is there a- another genre of horror that you would maybe think about doing I mean
2: if you wanted to go into like modern horror like horror movies like people with butcher's knives and masks and like
1: Yeah owls. I mean they they have a little bit like butcher's cleaver is you know there's a bunch of butcher's cleavers in this trash yeah. everyone's got a butcher's cleaver um I don't know, I, like like more of like a Scream or Nightmare on Elm Street kind of or, or mystical what if, horror. You, you
2: could do a sci-fi horror. That's what we have. That's well, that's kind like of what Eldrazi.
1: Eldrazi was. That was kind of what they were. There's a lot of alien in, that's in, true, in the That's true, actually. Thing. Yeah, and, and all the tentacles and yeah.
2: faces. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point.
1: I don't like – I think they just – part of me is just like go back to original Innistrad, see what happens, do some fun just,
3: stuff. Yeah, do some more iterations on just gothic horror and gothic horror tropes in general. Yeah. You could
1: focus heavily on one of the tribes and make
2: it in the way that Torment was black-themed. You could make a vampire – like a vampire set, like a, like a very much like centered around vampires or like centered around zombies or something like that. And, it, and iterations of that one type Ooh. all throughout. I really want Murfolk
1: to be back somewhere like heavily. I think we're going at, at Lizanne was yeah. what we oh, it was yeah. spoiled as, but is now Ixalor, Ixalor, Atlantis basically. Which it, the my running theory is because there's three different separate ones, which is that it's going to either be Mesoamerican, so like South American themed, Atlantis themed, or maybe pirate themed. And my theory is that it's going to be Gulf of Mexico themed and be all three, where you gotcha. get like the Caribbean, you get under you know you get Atlantis, so a little uh, we'll definitely getting Murfolk, I think. Yeah. Um I mean, unless, we're definitely getting a promo new, thing. We're was definitely wrong.
3: getting like a new Kiora and a new Vraska, right? I think we saw
2: them on Yeah, there. yeah. Gotcha. So. Um, so yeah. so yes, I mean I that, that's
1: pretty much Innistrad. It's
2: recent also. So it's and we just were there. Of all
1: the sets to talk about, the return to Innistrad is the hardest for me to kind of speculate on cuz they ended on such a
3: we wrapped it all up.
1: We wrapped it all up. <sighs> and, out, and it's just so recent. It was last year. But, but and since they didn't em- seed. like The next steps are like Sorin gets released from the Carbonite he's stuck in. And Emrakul gets released from the Moon she's stuck in. So it's just like undoing everything that happened in the last block is the only thing I can think of happening in the next one.
2: So from there we go into Theros, which is one of the least popular recent sets. Uh, uh, it
1: sold insanely well. I mean, like from a mechanic perspective, I agree with you, but it well? People
2: hate Theros. That's like one of literally the most. I mean, hate... we hate
1: Theros, well, but I think, I think it's liked I, more than. I us. think
3: it's one of these things where, in the modern era, like each Magic set has just sold the best until the next set comes out, which then sells even more. You know, th- we've been in the... We're now entering this era of Magic where, like, each set is just exploding in sales.
1: It's been so. plateaued it actually. So it plateaued yeah. after cons. So oh, Balfour, okay. it, it plateaued like right around. Battle for Zendikar, probably because Battle for Zendikar was what it was as a popularity set, and then then we're in this hyper aggressive every new you know two blocks a year, and so I don't, and then last year was so heavily inundated with multiple like draft formats that weren't even Too in standard, um, so it did plateau. Uh, but Theros Cons of Turkey was the last record breaker, and then and part of that had to do with Fetch Fetchlands and Hard Cons of Turkey is the best draft format since since no, um,
2: I feel so sad that I didn't I didn't play it when I was I didn't draft at all.
1: Cons, yeah, yeah, it's really good.
2: I have know... I mean, I pl- I know the cards well because I I opened enough of it and I like know the cards, but I just that's didn't like a play. little break you took. Yeah, I mean, limited these days, I I play the pre release, I draft here and there, but I tend to play Highlander Modern and then just like research. Mm-hmm. We like discuss a lot. I'm like more into coverage. It's like more. It's harder to find the nights of the week to go get the four or five hours to draft. It's easier to find two hours to play modern with you. Yeah. Um. So, but anyway, on the subject of of Theros, Theros, just because I don't think Theros is one that we want to talk too heavily about, but you and I have talked a lot about constellation as a mechanic. Yeah, how much we want constellation back.
1: Well, we're definitely returning to Theros. They like they've said it. There's a huge yeah. We're definitely returning. And with
3: with assuming assuming Gideon survives Hour of Devastation, then uh. Like, uh, like we speculated on, like Gideon seeming obviously like he's uh, the son of Heliad yeah, seems like, like a a this... story string that they've hung out there for us to.
1: I don't know if they meant to do it, but they definitely decided after they couldn't get Hercules into Theros block that Gideon is Hercules, and he like then when they did the Gideon storyline in Origins, like very much set up. Heliot smiles upon him in a weird way. He has Heliot powers. He's indestructible. He kind of has all the attributes of Hercules.
2: Why does that not mean that in the magic movie, The Rock is going to play Gideon then?
1: I, I, I'm all about
2: The Rock. Oh, I'd be Gideon. totally down for The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Sign me much, up. like you could. I'm down pretty pretty for The Rock to anything. But shouldn't
3: The Rock be Garouk? Well, yeah. <laughs> Can you smell what Garouk is cooking? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's
1: the only actor that could play Garrick. I think. The mountain is the only other person I could imagine playing him, though I don't know if I'd refer to him as Ron Perlman,
3: Ron Perlman, like, can play any big. He's not uh, tan enough, but maybe, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not red enough to play Hellboy, but he plays a mighty I could, fine
1: see, I could see
2: Hardy or Jackman. We've had this conversation. Yeah, um, yeah. we literally had this in uh, two episodes. <laughs> okay,
1: but on Theros, the big cliffhanger was Elsbeth is dead, but can be saved. And. You're going to have a Johnny who I think will die at the end of Hour of Devastation if anyone's going to die because he's Obi-Wan Kenobi. And Obi-Wan Kenobi's always die, act, as did Gandalf, as did Dumbledore, as did Han Solo. Jack, Han Solo. Well, no, Han Solo isn't an Obi-Wan Kenobi character. Piece of trivia for you. Oh, and the new one he is. Yeah, yeah, no, you're one totally is. right. You're totally right. Piece
2: of trivia for you. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Billions of, of uh, Oscar nominations for the movies. Did Lord of the Rings films get any acting Oscar nominations through three films? I don't believe so.
1: Yes, mostly because he said no, and one of us has to be right. <laughs> Do you know which, if you were going to guess
2: yes, you're going to guess McKellen. yes? Yes, you're exactly right. Only four fellowships, the only acting
1: animation through three movies.
2: He got a supporting. Yeah, I didn't realize this till the other day. Interesting. Should have won. Anyway, let's keep going. Back
1: to Theros. Uh, so so that's one of them. I think we, we talked also about what mechanics are most popular. Devotion is a really popular one that I would be very surprised we don't see come back um constellation is the one that everyone collectively thinks was kind of a big miss uh bestow is my favorite mechanic after those two in that set but i also think is really unlikely to return partly because it from a design perspective doesn't seem very deep and i think they've hit a lot of what it can do and it's really complicated and normally they're like we have to get rid of some of these mechanics and i think they're much more willing to take monstrous back as much as i think monstrous is a boring mechanic but they really like it and think it's really deep. Well, I also could see they them... being wizards.
3: I could see them sitting on Monstrous and just putting it off in another set also True. and having the only returning mechanics when we go back to Theros be Devotion and Constellation. And Enchantment and, Creatures. And, and Enchantment Creatures
2: yeah. to help flesh out Devotion. Yeah. I mean, Constellation, you mean? Well, yes. Yeah, Constellation is through and through the one that when I look up on when I'm doing card searches to try to build decks, I always come across Constellation cards, specifically Underworld Coinsmith, and I'm always just like... God, this would have been so sweet if there was just like more support to make this awesome. This just awesome. the whole block, yeah. It's you know, like constellation
1: st- was also supposed to be the Azurius mechanic in Return to Ravnica. Oh, interesting. Um,
2: it needs to be in a whole, a whole block centered around. Yeah, I
1: think. I, yeah, I think doing a constellation themed Back to Theros, I think we get we. T- I only think we get the five main gods. I think we get new versions of all those cards because I think they'll be relevant, and I think it's going to be about Gideon redeeming himself by saving Elsbeth and maybe defeating Heliod in some way and you know doing that whole storyline, which would, would be cool. I like I do like the gods. I like those gods better than I like the newest gods. And any
2: planeswalkers we'd get back?
1: Yeah, Gideon. I think Gideon would Gideon. be another thing. We might get a black white Elsbeth. Um I think we'll get because cool. um, that's what seems to be all the black characters that come from the undead are black plus whatever color they were. Uh I think we would get um
3: I mean I think it would be cool. Like I, I'm really excited those are the for, ol- I'm ready to alive. see more of these, especially now that they've said that they're going to stop forcing the Gatewatch characters to appear in every... Like, they're going to appear story in every set, but not necessarily take up all the Planeswalker right. slots. Because I'm really excited to see, like, what is Domri Raid up to? Yeah. Like, having this, like, this boy warrior who's trying to prove himself show up on Theros would be really cool. And he's in, he's in like, red-green, and there's, like, right. now this kind of chaos the,
1: around. Yeah, yeah.
2: What, what about Ashiok? Ooh.
1: Well, Ashiok looks like she's coming back this... Fall oh, so no. I, oh she that might in, in Ixa yeah I also think she's a perfect fit for uh for Theros too because they have all the Gorgon tribal on Theros and
2: Ashok's actually it turns out really good the the more I've played with the card and the further we've gotten away from it in Modern even Ashjacks really good that yeah. card's right. very powerful I've
1: never seen it in Modern I'd like to see what yeah it did. I saw somebody playing it um, but yeah so I I think I think there's a lot to return to Theros I think there's just a lot more from a like top down design of Greek world a lot to return to so I think we'll definitely go back there next is Kanza tarkir and this is. Probably the
2: last one because if if, if before we get fully into cons, I think this is the last one to talk about because following cons, we go back to isn't that yeah,
1: Kaladesh is the only other one we're going to talk about
2: on Kaladesh right now. And I
1: have like one (laughs) sentence to say about Kaladesh, but let's let's do that now so we can not have to deal with it. So, Kaladesh, I just think, like, did a really good job at hinting at planar portals as well. I think that's like the next big step in Magic's storyline. And like, because Tezzer was trying to figure out planar portals there to get to. So so, Bulls can do things, and we've talked about Venser, and I, we've talked about other kind of people trying to do portals, so I think that's a definite direction they're trying to get back to for And some planar reason. portals allow you to go back to any of the ones
2: we're talking about, and it allows you to go to Dominaria and do that if you wanted
1: to. You get more crossover, big event. Like, I think eventually they're going to get to their next big event, and I think it has to be Phyrexia.
3: Like, if Phyrexia invades a bunch of your favorite planes, and so instead of a given plane getting the... This is this entire set it takes place here. There could be a set that's like not called invasion, obviously, because invasion's already been taken, but there could be a set where the theme is Vyrexia is invading a bunch of your favorite planes. And that's yeah. where
2: you effectively do get time spiral too. You kinda get that. That's sort of how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it
3: could be Um, be interesting if it's, like, Phyrexia is invading five planes, and the five mechanics are one returning from each of the five planes they're invading. So, like, it's flashback from Innistrad, because they're invading Innistrad, and it's...
1: Yeah, that'd be really sweet.
3: Vehicles, because they're invading Kaladesh. Yeah. That's a cool idea.
1: I mean, like, I'm surprised you don't like Magic Origins more than you do, because that was kind of the closest thing we've had to Time Spiral 2. Magic Origins. Magic Origins. Origins. Yeah, yeah. Because
3: because Magic Origins was, like, a tiny Time Spiral, I
2: love that. Yeah, yeah. It's I like it a lot. It's just it's a it's a corset. it's a, it's a great corset, yeah, yeah. but it has Probably a lot the of best corset, corset, corset things. Greatest corset. Yeah. Um, like, but like I, I, absolutely love Rin's Prodigy, and there's like a lot of there's a lot of origins cards, Garoppa, or Aethergrid. There's cards that came out of that set that are just super cool yeah. for a core set.
1: Yeah, the Thopter mechanic, the Elves. Yeah, I really like. The that problem
2: set. is, look at look at Future Sites, 181 cards or whatever, and look at every one of those cards, and there's like 90 of them that are interesting, and it's like well, it's yeah. pretty hard to find a set like that. And so that, but
1: that I think is the thing we'll never return to because of no new, new, new world order. Because
2: they're not going to show us 44 card files in yeah. one set.
1: Yeah,
3: well, I, I mean, I think that's the thing is. Magic Origins is what Time Spiral looks like under New World Order, and yeah. I think that's cool. Like, Spell Mastery was a cool mechanic. Yeah, Having really cool. flip walkers is really cool. I hope that's a thing they come back to. Flip walkers? I hope, I hope we get to see more of the... Like, I'd love to see what did Ajani as a flip walker yeah. look like? What does Sarkhan as a flip walker look like? I think
2: we'll almost for sure get flip walkers again. That seems, that seems like a given. So, take me through cons. And the the grand plan you guys have with this. Okay. okay. <laughs> so okay. This is what started this whole conversation.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, so. Yeah. yeah you, you Sure.
3: Go. Okay. So. So. Everybody remember, Konzatark here, uh, Block tells the time traveling story where in in the original timeline there are five warring clans. They are all based around wedges, and they had lots of really cool design that went into them, and they were like extremely popular because for very much the same reason that the rabnica guilds or the sh- shards are like people were able to identify with like oh the Mongolian horde that is the Mardu yep. or the whatever.
1: And I would even say I would say the cons the clans are more popular even than maybe the shards are. Yeah. Yeah,
3: because they, play, they had more mechani- They had more of a group theme, identity, and, and identity to them yeah. than them. Um, and so then uh, in Fate Reforged, he we went back, back in time. time. He saves Ugin's life. Ugin's back, and then we jump back to the future.
1: <laughs> well, he doesn't save Ugin's. He does save Ugin's life, but he kind of locks him in carbonite as well. Who does? So- Sarkon. Sarkon. So, so Sarkon goes back in so, time. So Ugin is alive, but no longer micromanaging Khan, or the, the plane of Tarkir. And so what happens over the next timeline is that dragons go hog wild and start taking over everything and become these kind of dominant uh, tyrants. And so you get the elder dragon cycle of Sulamgar and Kolagon and those guys who have who of have Kolaghan's command fame.
2: <laughs> yeah. Would we get an actual, legitimately powerful, like really good Sarkon at that point? There's been four, and so, f- we've never had an actually really good one.
3: So here's our, so here's our thought that we had. So the thing is, when we came to Dragons of Tarkir, a, a lot of people in the Magic community were like excited to see a whole set called Dragons of Tarkir that was filled with dragons, but that. The result came about with the destruction of all these clans that people had become really invested in over the course of drafting Khan's block. And it
1: introduced Megamorph, which was a pretty behated mechanic. And on top of that, it got rid of, like, it was the largest dragon set right after the second largest dragon set of all time because Fate Reforest had a lot of dragons in it, which was kind of maybe more of a mistake. And so there's a lot of these, like, weird... Issues with that world, and uh, and on top of that, did they do a really good job of setting up that the clans are going to revolt? Like these are right. Like there's a the cycle of hate cards, which you might remember of. There's like a one drop red one that does four damage to target cr- red or blue creature, and so there's a, these like five really good hate cards that all have this theme of oh the original. Khans and the original clans are under the ground, and under the surface, ready to rebel.
3: Right. And we have the five champions, kind of the marquee champion legendary creatures from Khans, come back in altered forms. So you have like Zergo, Bell Striker, and Narset the Enlightened to show that like this is a different timeline. They have changed. Yeah.
1: Now, uh, and, and on Sarkon, on your point, what our theory is is because Ugin's like the one, the one um, is the first kind of uh, head of this plane. Okay. And Sarkon is kind of the second plane or the th- now the third planeswalker to come from this plane but he a falls in love with narset and Sarkon has been every color but white so far because that's the only color he's never actually had on a card he's had black green blue but not and black uh they say black twice and red um my, our theory, kind of last night, is he's going to be the reverse Ugin, which being the first five color planeswalker, and and some of okay. that might come from his love with with uh, Narsa, because they definitely have a thing going on with each other. So he she influences him to be a little bit more or his white,
3: appreciation for like bringing order balance and Ugin's. order to the plane. Gotcha.
1: And so the 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 idea for this set would be the cons and the the cons revolt, and then Sarkhan becomes the Sarkhan. Yeah because like the idea is that Sarkon he choose cho- you choose your name this is a lot of story and Ben's eyes are like glassing <laughs> over but <laughs> uh- basically in mardu who is the black white red clan yeah. you choose your name when you become a person and Sarkon chose the Sarkon, which is kind of him saying F you to the main the the actual Khan of that of that clan saying he I am the one con which and is the
3: reason why he was kicked out in the first place yeah gotcha. he,
1: he was like way too full of himself which you know you can kind of get from because Sarkon
3: literally means like the con Khan of cons yeah. like above all cons so,
1: so him becoming actually the con Khan of cons and becoming this nor unifying force of bringing the the clans back while also keeping the dragons around seems like a really interesting storyline in general and him being our first five color planeswalker gives us that cool reverse dichotomy from ugin who is a purely colorless planeswalker
2: would he be all five colors or would he be some sort of hybrid five color thing i think he's just straight
3: i think he'd be i think he'd be called the sarkhan and then just wooberg as his casting cost and he'd be our first
1: wooberg Wooberg? White, blue, black, red, green. You don't know Wooburg? No. Know? Oh no.
3: man. Okay. So, so uh, magic players out though. Wooburg is is Watsy's internal, uh, like internal term for when colors. they make a five color thing. Like you pronounce because it's, it's just Wooberg. it's pronouncing the,
1: the colors. W u b
3: r g Wooburg. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I've never heard of that. Uh, so yeah, so it would be a cool set because because thematically, either in the big return to Tarkir or the smaller follow up uh, set, you could have both a new Ugin, colorless, and the Sarkhan, all five colors, and they'd be a cool pair. How would you
2: how would you properly color power balance a Wuburg Planeswalker? He would have four abilities. What would he do? He he have four abilities. Would one of them be like, make three, it would be like, what, what? he fights five for five loyalty. His minus four when he comes down is like, Make four, three, three dragons and they fight everything. Well <laughs> here's I've, I've actually thought about that. I thought uh, what, because I've been thinking about like if there were ever to make an
3: Urza planeswalker as yeah. like a throwback, I've always thought that uh the minus, like minus one could be add Wuberg to your mana pool. Like add the five oh, it's just colors. A straight up. Like he just we're makes make five colors.
1: Color thing. I, he also becomes a dragon. Like that's like his thing. Like his like
3: plus, maybe his plus turns oh. him into his dragon. I, it, yeah, that's the thing that he already has though. The red
1: one. But that's yeah, like but his like thing. They like do. It, they like having one like Gideon in every single card. Yeah, right. a dragon, and and so like you do one, he becomes a dragon. To, or, he makes a dragon. or he makes a dragon. One of them is, you know, maybe a more of a white blue ability, like a tap down thing. Maybe something that's like Narset adjacent. For
2: Wooberg, and... though, he would need to have a minus that was savage. Like, like I'm telling you, it'd be like make nine power and dragons for minus four on five loyalty, and like they fight everything. Oh yeah,
1: I, like designing a mechanic. I don't want to design a planeswalker. On, <laughs> I mean, I'm down to do an entire episode about talking about designing a five color planeswalker. I don't yeah. think we have the time or the. The research. To we sh- do you know, that what we right should do here.
2: actually is we should we should on an episode coming up soon. We should design all of the planeswalker space. We should choose like the five most relevant ones that haven't been done, like a, like a Wooberg planeswalker, yeah. the one man of planeswalker we've talked about on here before. We should do the episode that is Designing designing those five or something like mm-hmm. that. I think that'd be a fun episode. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, but here's a question on this. More of a question for you guys. Does he is he a dragon?
3: Oh, is Sarkon ascend and become a dragon? Because he
1: can turn into a dragon. I mean that's that's why he's to be able to be the unifying force is because he can become a dragon to deal with the dragons dealing with him but then he can also be human maybe to unify and that's why he's like kind of this perfect amalgamation oh. of things but does he like when he ascends is he now the Sarkon also a dragon to compete on the Ugin Nicol Bolas dragon level.
3: I'm down. <laughs> I mean, I, that sounds cool, especially because he could keep his long mustache yeah, and sweet. stuff. I'd uh, be a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> like, he could still have his smoldering eyes that he has, like, in every picture, yeah, and yeah. his long mustaches and goatee, like, on the dragon. Like, so he'd look kind of like a, uh, a like, big a big Yeah, like a mushu or lung sort of dragon. Like, that'd be cool. That'd yep, be down. Sick. There. Uh, and we could get a new Narset.
1: Yeah, new Narset and new Ugin, new, and then we'll probably get. Um, and maybe we could get some. some A Gatewatch G- member, introduce whichever one you yeah. think would be relevant, probably Chandra or Nissa, because they're just work Who knows. in that way. Uh uh maybe Jace. Jace but, is always trying to find Ugin. But I, to say yeah, hi I, to Ugin. I
3: especially <laughs> like the idea that the uh that the former cons, like, you know, you know, vizier uh you know, Sadisi's now like an undead vizier. Uh, but, like, the idea that she leads, at, even as a zombie Naga, leads an insurrection of the Naga against Sulimgar. And yeah. Anafenza, as a spirit, leads the human and Ainok against uh, Dramoka right. and that sort of thing.
1: And, and the other idea we had on this was that the way you kind of end the unification is maybe having the five original Elder Dragons come out with five enemy color ones. That's so cool. So they're, they're allied originally. And then maybe the way you show, like, oh, it's unified. Now they're part of the clan's because the clans were enemy focused like if you draft cons block right. uh, you would draft the enemy color you you would start pack one in one enemy color and then see which other enemy color pair that pairs with that so you'd be like I'm going to be green black which is like a big butts uh archetype and then you'd be like oh I can either go into green black blue which is much more of a a mill myself graveyard dread uh 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 delve strategy or this same strategy can also lean a little bit more into green black white green black white which is about having uh, outlast creatures bolster and, 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 and bolster, acta- yeah, yeah, yeah. not bolster, but uh, um, outlast, yeah, yeah, outlast, Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and and so, like, it's more like slivers, and, and then just kind of, and that's why it kind of shuffled in each direction, and. And so having the dragons become more representative of the enemy-colored pairs, and you could get the enemy-colored commands, which also sounds really sweet. <laughs> and you could know, get no, a uh,
3: new enemy color part of this Elder Dragon cycle. And so either the old dragons, like Sulemgar and Kolaghan, could die, and we have new enemy-colored dragons that, are part of it, that either Sarkhan make, or maybe Sarkhan and Ugin together. like Make, make new Elder Dragons? and you just elder throw
2: dragons. in the enemy-colored cycle lands just to do it. Ooh. Well, I
3: think I want to get <laughs>
1: enemy cycle lands in our In devastation, <laughs> please. Oh, you yeah. Don't think maybe. I really hope so. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think well, the problem with that is you'd have to bring cycling back. When I yeah. think what, <laughs> and we'll get to what I think the big mechanic return would be. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I think just changing them into new colors, like transforming, so Silumgar becomes just straight black green instead of blue green, uh, blue black, where he's much more uh, like. A slave. I, I like the idea of he's become enslaved by the Naga, and you go into Atarka, who is this red green fierceness, going more elemental and becoming blue green. And you get um, my favorite. I think is Calligan, because he just goes from, from black, red black red. to red white, which okay. is just the exact same.
3: <laughs> so he becomes more like a soldier, a soldier dragon, as opposed to like a
1: wild but he's just marauder like, dragon. Fast. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I care about. Speed. Um, and just like you, you get this cool transition where they become more representative of the other half and probably the good half of what each of the clans are. Because if you look at what they are now, they're kind of the worst attributes of what those clans were being hyper aggressive, just devastation with Colgan, and selfishness with Silongar, and uh, even Ojatai is like oppressive control versus much more of an emotion based martial arts kind of deal. So you, you can kind of get a cool transition. And
3: we can finally get a Talgum card.
1: Yeah, finally. That'll <laughs> happen for sure. Yeah. Uh, from Talgum Scheming. Do you know what that card is? Tigam Scheming. Or Tigam. Tigam. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I'm surprised we haven't gotten the I, him I really
2: thought
3: that Ishai, the partner commander, <laughs> yeah. it should have been Tigam, and he can fly because he's a monk. There are plenty of flying yeah. blocks in the thing. I don't know why Ishai Geonic is not Tigam. <laughs> that, that seems like a huge mistake. Good old Tigam. Um, um, but yeah, so. I, I think but the big thing is the, the mechanic mechanical
1: return. Because yeah. the biggest mistake of Khan's, Khan's, Khan's block was Megamorph. And specifically, specifically, if Megamorph was the Fate Reforged morph mechanic, and it w- you went from like present day it's morph, back in the day it was Megamorph because dragons were around, it, and it's kind of like a dinosaur, like they get bigger and everything was stronger back in the day, same like dinosaurs, even though that doesn't fully play, but fine, but, like we would kind of accept that, and then you get Back to the Future, and it's manifest. Manifest should have been the third set mechanic because Manifest mm. is so much more interesting. Manifest was I mean, sweeter, like, for sure.
3: And Manifest feels like a really cool mechanic that they could have make they could make two sets worth of cards out of. So well, when we return to Tarkir, Manifest is one of the major set mechanics.
1: Literally any card that makes a two two zombie. Could make a manifest, could manifest instead, right? And yeah. that, that is an infinite length. of and I'm really hoping this <laughs> new,
3: cards. I'm really hoping this new Ugin that we have, his plus ability is to manifest the top card of your deck.
1: Yeah, and and <laughs> and I like from a thematic perspective, it's the rebels kind of taking like ancient magic to fight the dragons as they are now, and and using that manifest ability as kind of their way of being sneaky, but also in a different way than just straight up morph, which will be really cool. Um, I think that's the majority of the things we kind of went over. Mm-hmm. On on this place, so yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want this set to be.
2: So, yeah. what do we think after our devastation in Atlantis? Uh, what wh- where do we go? So, there's a couple
3: worlds. There are a couple worlds that uh, I know are high on the we want to do this, and they include Pirate World, which may or, Ixalor may may or may not be Pirate World. Uh, there's a cool idea floating around about Prison World, which would be really cool, and it could be especially cool if like one of the demons that owns. Liliana's soul is being locked up in this prison world, cool. um, and then also Viking world, like the Immersturm and war- that Warstorm Surge and stuff. It's is. the last.
1: It's the last pantheon, and they like now that they've gotten to decide that we're going to do pantheons, they're like raring to do all of them, and it's the last one we haven't really gotten, Like the Thor, Odin. Um, I sort
2: of I, there's a part of me that feels like that's too soon after we've just had like well, I don't think it'll Mongolian be next year. warlords, Greek. Mythology, if we were to go into that next or even in the next couple of years, it's. I think that people aren't, I think that in general, people aren't um, well versed. I don't want to say intelligent because that's incorrect. Well versed or aware enough to draw the difference there in their mind that it wouldn't just feel like retreading
1: too, so quickly. I mean, there would be a lot of Thor, people like Viking helmets. Like there's enough, a little bit there, but I, I don't disagree with Theros you that, feels that it's a lot, it's like a lot of retread.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't
3: know. And I don't know if they necessarily. Have to like? Do you feel like they would have to have to do gods if they went to?
1: They've. I think they've said that they would do. That would be the third pantheon. Oh, they okay. would maybe think about doing.
3: I th- prison world sounds sick. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. super cool about prison world. Detain as just a generic, but like, <laughs> like detain as one of the like the like returning mechanics for prison world. Or I think like a really black
1: cool. black white mechanic in that as detained like like i think detained is not a blue white exclusive kind of ability i think other colors can mess with that and
3: the cool thing about even a prison world is prison world could also again tap a little bit into our time spiral because if our prison world is not a world that is itself has just become a prison but is a prison used by planeswalkers to lock up dangerous types yeah then that could be almost like time spiral in that like a few loose ends throughout magic history that we've never really gotten around to could appear on Prison World. Like, I believe Tevish Zot who was sort of a minor villain throughout the invasion storyline and tried to undo Urza's uh, legacy weapon project. Like, I think Tevish Zot's still alive. He showed up in Time Spiral, and he's just, like, bebopping around. Could we
2: do, could, on Prison World, could we do, like, sort of, like, Inception meets Tron, sort of, like, sci-fi, all, like sci-fi oh, like totally. mind within a mind
1: thing, crazy too. like vertical
2: walls you're running up that are like brightly colored super lasers and stuff i feel like you could totally take it in that direction and the, and if you put like jace around that it would be so sick
1: well there are like really cool archetypes in this whole war you get like the mad max stuff you get the <gasps> you get tron you yeah. get
3: um guys i have an idea yeah story wise the reason we're on prison worlds it comes after return to return to ravnica because we're going back into President Niv-Mizzet or wanting to be like, hey, uh, this planeswalker should not be the guild pack because like, he's not from here. And he somehow calls upon the powers of other planeswalkers, hitherto unseen, who are like, yeah, you can't do this. You can't claim ownership of a plane. Jace, you are found guilty of like, manipulating the events of another plane and throw him into prison world. And then the Gatewatch has to introduce. come and rescue Jace from prison world
1: sounds sick it, it, yeah i'm down uh the other half would be uh oh the other one I, uh arkham asylum
2: oh yeah yeah okay that'd like, be cool
1: it k- kind of do a the gate watch go to this prison world for whatever reason and then they get stuck in it because some prisoners take over or like they like bring tezzeret there and then tezzeret ends up being like oh this is my thing now and you oh. guys all have to escape
2: tezzeret in the same oh my god tezzeret in this like prison tron world sounds so sick for whatever reason, I know that it would never happen. Makes me feel like Tezret needs green in him just so he can have more
1: lasers. <laughs> <laughs> Why is green a laser? Color? I don't know. because lasers are, that are green. Have uh, you seen okay. them? They're yeah. cool. Tron. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, that's the. That's, right. I guess it's blue anyway. Move for rebel. Uh, all right, I, rebel. I think that pretty much wraps us up, guys. We're yeah, on a tangent. This episode was very long. <laughs> this is like two hours or something. No, it's like an hour and a half. Yeah, it's one of our longer ones. All right, I hope you guys, you guys enjoyed sure this episode. Yeah, 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 I hope it was great. Uh, make sure to follow us at the mmcast. I'm at Kes Wiley. I'm at Ben Bateman Media. Make sure to check out Marshall's podcast. Do you still love it? And do I still love, do it? I still love it? You always do that. I know. <laughs> well, that's an I have what I've wondered <laughs> if
3: like if do do you still love it or do we still love it? But I I like
2: do I still love it? It invites the listener to put themselves in our place. It's a question more than a question. <laughs> it's, like intru- it's, like, it's like it's it's it would be like if I started introducing you every time to like a party. It's my friend, Alexi. Anyway, let's go get some, di- like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <that Please. happened>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so check it out. We just released the Three Ninjas episode, Sick. so.
1: Yeah, and then. Um,
2: uh, you know what? I don't plug it on here that often anymore, but Action Movie Anatomy, my movie show also. Yeah. We are recording our 99th episode this week. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, we go to 100 episodes a week from Wednesday. Uh, we'll be doing Heat, which is a classic. Uh, one of the all-time action movies. And uh, for the 99th episode, The Raid Redemption, which I've never
1: seen. Oh, oh no. wow. People love, the, people love The Raid.
2: So, yeah. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. That's AMA Podcast on Twitter if you want to find. Yeah, uh, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys next
1: week. Talk to you next week, which is really two weeks from now.
2: Oh, no. The 100th episode is this week. I was wrong. It's this week. <laughs> yeah. <Heat>. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Bye, guys. Thank you for your
0: attention. See you later. Alligators.